Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF 908 WPTF time. Nice to have Colby Griffin on. Uh, thanks uh, very much for uh, for helping us out with that, Paul. Great guy. He really knows his stuff. Yeah, he's super sharp, and I uh, just got a text with him that he, uh, he really enjoyed it. had a lot of fun being Good. on the show. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad experience. Oh, it's great. <laughs> That's a, it's a hoot. We'd give uh, COVID shots on this show if we could. I mean, we'd do everything we can to help the community. That's right. Oh, uh, you guys do a tremendous amount to help the community. There's there's no question about that. All the great information you guys get out. Well, terrific. Thanks. And uh, we hope hope people can can have a little laugh once in a while as we, we cut up a little bit. Everybody needs to laugh some, I'll tell you. Uh, 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. So what's going on with your Master Gardeners? Oh, we've got a really exciting uh, program coming up. Uh, Of course, it's going to be on Zoom, just like everything else these days. Uh, But uh, we're doing an every-two-week seminar or or webinar, whatever you want to call it, on Thursdays at 1. Our first one is coming up this Thursday. Uh, The topic is Diversity in the Landscape. We've got a great speaker, Sam Marshall. He's an extension agent out in the west western part of the state. Uh, we've got uh, our other upcoming programs include seed saving, birds in the landscape, rain gardens. So we've got a great lineup. There's, uh, I think, seven different sessions uh, that we've got scheduled. And uh, folks can get all the details on our website and get registered for that. There's a professor at State, a landscape architecture professor who – is uh, wrote a book about rain gardens. Uh, she's our speaker, Dr. Helen Krauss. Yes. Yeah, she uh, she's really she really knows her stuff. That's right. Yeah, she's going to be our April eighth presenter, uh, and uh, and these are all free too. Um, although we're we're filling up, we're we're um, we've got quite a you know, strong registration. So get registered if you're interested in these. That's that's a wonderful. Hey, you guys may get get a little snow tonight, or are y'all in that band of snow and freezing rain or sleet or whatever? I've heard rumors. I yeah. haven't checked the weather this morning. You know, I think uh, uh, I think maybe we'll see if we can get the extension service. Uh, get the extension service, a weather service 
on uh, about 10.30 or so. <laughs> we'll get the extension service well, on, too. Paul, Paul we'll, tell us the weather. We'll just compare weather forecasts, <laughs> Paul's weather and uh, the uh, meteorologist's yeah. weather. See which is right. At any rate. Let's go with the meteorologist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Well, you know, Josh Josh Logan is started out in meteorology at State. He uh, he's, <laughs> he told us on the air, he said, well, he said, I was taking tests. There's a lot of math. I mean, they might as well be math majors. But he said he'd be taking tests, and everybody would finish before him. Or <laughs> He said he started realizing that maybe he should change majors. So he's uh, a smart guy. Uh, well, he, ca- calculus is a big reason why I'm not an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thermo- I can't even spell it. Thermodynamics. That's, uh, yeah, I remember the. The engineering students on my suite at Sullivan Dorm when I was at NC State, uh, just sweating over thermodynamic yeah. uh, uh, tests. But at any rate, uh, Josh, Josh and his father really enjoy meteorology. They uh, they're uh, amateur weather weather nuts, and so uh, it's kind of fun to try to prognosticate and learn about the weather. It's it's fascinating. It really is, and uh, it's yeah, a, it's a tough game. Tough game, really is. Yeah. By the way, Paul, I was intrigued about your your wife being a teacher. Of the yeah, the and county. what what does she teach? What what's her background? Uh, she teaches the uh, advanced language arts at uh, Warren County Middle School and Northside uh, in in Warren County, and um, she loves it. Uh, you know, of course, she's itching to get back in the classroom. They're still doing the remote remote teaching uh, but one one thing that's been really fun about the remote teaching is that you know sometimes I'm working at home and she's working home at home and I get to hear her teach yeah she is fabulous I mean <laughs> I would well, love they, to be sitting in her class she's inspiring right yeah motivating yes. and, and and so compassionate and caring to the students um, which you know I mean that's the story of teachers um, so. I, I can remember my wife taught for 43 years in Wake County, um, mainly at Underwood Elementary, and she was a music teacher. And I can remember going into the building when you could do that and walking in, and it sounded like the place was going crazy in there. She, mm-hmm. she, those kids had the best time and learning, and they still remember her, mm-hmm. and she remembers a lot of them, which is which is amazing, but it's, uh, you know, teachers are so special. Uh, you know. Do they even have music teachers now at most schools? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they have them at all schools. They, they certainly uh, have them at places like Underwood that is uh, Elementary. Something that ought to be required in yeah. every school. That art and, uh, yeah, the arts. So, um, at any rate, she was featured, your wife was featured on uh, WREL as Teacher of the Week. So we wanted to mention that because we saw it. Saw it earlier this morning on their newscast. 914 WPTF time, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Are you getting uh, getting a lot of questions from, uh, or your master gardener is getting a lot of questions about pruning and uh, about lawn care right now? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, rapidly approaching pruning season, and you know, I think a mistake a lot of folks make is they prune 
late summer, early fall, and that's really the worst thing you can do for most plants. Uh, so getting your pruning done, um, uh, as Colby said, starting around mid-February for, for most of your stuff. And then in the lawns, one of the things that uh, our researchers at NC State are seeing is that uh, weed treatments need to go out earlier uh, than they did, you know, five, ten years ago um, because, you know, for crabgrass, pre-emergence for crabgrass. Yeah, and and treating your broadleaf weeds as well. Mm. I, I mean, you know, I'm already seeing broadleaf weeds in bloom um, mm. in, in lawns. So, uh, you know, we really, if you're waiting until April or May to treat your broadleaf weeds, I, I mean, you're just <laughs> locking yourself into a cycle of, um, you know, doing that year after year after year rather than making any headway. So if you can get out, you know, if if we do hopefully get a little bit of dry up and a little bit of warmth um, in February uh, or or even early March, uh, that will be a good time to get your uh, uh, your crabgrass preventer and your broadleaf weed control applied. Hmm. Yeah, I you know I haven't seen a lot of chickweed this year or henbit. Oh, it's it's not it's not long coming up. Yeah, you'll be seeing it soon. Normally, I would I would be, I would be seeing it some, and I haven't uh, gotten gotten out very much and driven in the countryside, and that's where you see a lot of a lot of henbit in, in the fields here and there. But mm-hmm. uh, just just depends on what the the pastures are used for, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's certainly a time to. Uh, the, I, I'm amazed by. You, we were talking about pruning. I'm amazed at the encore azaleas and how resilient they are. Just a couple of weeks ago, one of my, uh, or set of mine that have been planted for years were blooming. And uh, they they just seemed to, last year, I bloom most of the year. Mm. So, boy, once they're established, if they're if they're happy, they are they're going to really serve you well i, I certainly the encorzaeus and and uh the uh, blooming uh the twice a year three times a year type there are several different varieties several companies that that uh, grow these not just encore but uh that it's certainly worth if you like azaleas you you certainly get more bang for the buck with these you have a lot of uh, Encore azaleas, or do you have some in your landscape, Rufus? I certainly do. I was thinking another one that I've got is called Bloomstruck. Bloomstruck is like the uh, hmm. Encore, but that's just, that's just the nickname, Bloomstruck. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. B-L-O-O-M-S-T-R-U-C-K. And uh, I I love them. And we, we finally decided, I think, about the the pruning of the encore azalea is do the spring pruning and don't don't you you obviously normally prune your your azalea after it's bloomed well if you've got a, a fall bloomer and a spring bloomer leave that fall bloom alone don't you you might cut it off too early it it, it might pr- prohibit you getting the, the spring bloom you want and so just you you do one pruning a year is is what I've been told by people like Paul and others, and I don't know why anybody would buy an azalea now that doesn't bloom virtually all year long. Because it, it, 
you're, you're, you, you want to have us bloom something blooming all the time if you can. And, and it's that, not hard to do. And that's why camellias and azaleas are my favorite plants because they, you can almost have something going year-round. And by the way, Paul, have you ever run across a Kramer Supreme Oh, that is a com- camellia? Plant. That is a marvelous plant. Right. I love that. I have that. not. Is it C-A-R? K. It's a K. K. Yeah. That, that is it's huge. a very popular variety. And it, boy, you're talking about bang for the buck. It's a huge bloom. Yeah. It almost looks like several blooms. Yeah, it's a very large a kind of, you know, pushed together. But it's uh, it's certainly if you it, have it a chance. It came from one bloom. I, I examined it carefully, but I thought, man, this is the conglomeration of a whole bunch of blooms coming out in one place. But it was one one bud, and it can get as big as a as a softball. That's a long. It, it'll bend over your tree, but it's just everybody ought to have a. I'm sure some of your master gardeners have them. A Kramer right, Supreme. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What about your uh, master gardener garden area in oh, uh, Henderson? Yeah, I mean they're out there. Uh, usually once a week, we have our pollinator garden out at the farmers market here in Henderson, and uh, they're usually out there once a week pulling weeds and moving plants and adding more plants and scheming and designing and <laughs> formulating, you know, plans for new beds. And, uh, you know, it's I know they have shrubs. Do they have any trees? Have they planted uh, any trees? We added a couple of uh, Japanese maples. I couldn't tell you what cultivar they are, but just a couple of, you know, the small one of the a couple of the smaller cultivars because it's a small space. And plus, you want to you want to make sure that uh, you probably have a lot of sun loving plants right. that are out there, so you don't want to make a lot of shade. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's right out in front of our farmers market. Um, you know, it's an area that's maybe you know ninety feet by ninety feet, uh, but we've got a nice little sidewalk you can stroll around, and there's probably two hundred different species of plants in that <laughs> one small area. Uh so it's pretty neat to go and just see all the diversity. And it's just like the Arboretum, the J C Ross and Arboretum. There's always something in bloom, you know, and yet if you have that much variety in your landscape, uh you've you've got something to look at and then the pollinators and the beneficial insects have something, the right. birds have something year round. So more of the weekend gardener coming up. We've been having some uh phone problems and uh, we'll see if we can clear that up here on WPTF. It's 921. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. I do apologize to our <laughs> people sitting on the line here. We have a, uh, a new Comrex. It's called Comrex uh, system, and it uh, it it was kind of... It wasn't showing that there were callers there, and I wasn't so a little behind-the-scenes stuff here. I wasn't seeing the callers, so I, they've been sitting there while I've been uh, running my mouth, and I do apologize, especially uh, to uh, Scott and William and to uh, Sim, the manager at the State Farmer's Market, who has a lot of other things he needs to be doing besides talking to us. I'm sorry, Sim. Not a problem. I was listening. I was uh, I was learning some stuff. You know, I was uh, tr- hoping to do this show a few more years, but at this point, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I've just lost it or what. At any rate, we, we've gotten things straightened out now, and thank you for your patience, my friend. And how, 
you know, how are things going? It's a little cold out there, isn't it? It is a little cold. <laughs> we, we've had a really uh, wet, cool winter uh, so far. So. Boy, wet is the word, yeah. It really has been wet. It was... Farmers are resilient, thank goodness, and, and they, they keep bringing stuff to the market, and uh, so, and we're, we're happy about that. Um, what do you have out there this morning? Well, we got plenty of apples, and uh, we see some of the varieties I jotted down, Red and Gone Delicious, Gala, Fuja, uh, Stamen, Granny Smith's, uh, Honeycrisp, and all. they also have uh, apple cider, dried apples, um, see all kinds of greens, kale, mustard, turnip, spanish, collards. Uh, red, white potatoes, carrots, <laughs> the eggplant, pecans, uh, lettuce and cabbage, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, let's see, Brussels sprouts. we got uh, winter squash, uh, butternut, acorn, and spaghetti uh, winter squash coming in. Um, garlic, mushrooms, uh, cilantro, onions, uh, peanuts, uh, rutabagas, and, of course, sweet potatoes. And then we have some... Really nice uh, tunnel-grown strawberries and tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers and squash coming in as well. Mm, boy, I'll tell you, that's some healthy stuff. A lot, I mean, is that newer technology, uh, newer ways of growing things? That's a uh, lot of things for, for uh, even for eastern, yeah, southeastern North Carolina. The greenhouse technology and, and, and growing tunnel-grown stuff, yeah. just farmers are getting more experienced at it yeah. and getting better at it and uh, and extending their seasons. Um so yeah, it, it's it's uh, better varieties and things that are you know and that you know that are better for that that environment in the, in the winter time and the, and the tunnel houses too. So yeah, it, it's a little combination of everything I think. Do you have any plant growers that are out there? I guess you have one that uh, is enclosed. Uh, we do have one that has a greenhouse set up, and they have a lot of indoor plants, and they also sell like pansies and ornamental cabbage and things like that. And then we have uh, a vendor. Yeah, we were talking about camellias earlier. We do have a vendor out here that sells trees and shrubs, and he has a lot of camellias right now. Uh, oh, good. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're in the We'll market, have to see if he has a Kramer Supreme. I bet he does. I bet mm. he does. That's, That's a, a beautiful, one. really really a, an extraordinary specimen. It really is. Specimen. is one. Well, uh, up at the market shops in the old country store there, ooh, it smells good right now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sure does. Uh, all kinds of great baked good items, uh, cakes, pies, breads pastries, um, you name it. Uh, also, they're running, I, I do want to mention, too, I know the Super Bowl's tomorrow, and then we got Valentine's Day uh, next weekend, and they've, they've got a lot of neat uh, items for the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. I was looking at uh, Market Bakery. they got got chocolate-covered strawberries and cakes and things specifically for Valentine's Day next weekend, so be sure to check that out. And then Rainbow Meadows is doing some prepared meals uh, already prepared uh, that you can just pick up. Uh, so you can, you can check them out for that. That's something kind of new. Mm-hmm. Um, got, of course, we got Chatham Hill Winery. Um, we got local seafood, bringing seafood uh, fresh from North Carolina. Um, let's see, we got all kinds of uh, North Carolina farm raised meats, eggs, cheeses, uh, jams, and jellies, uh, uh, 321 coffee. Uh, and then and they also sell their their own coffee there as well that you can carry home with you. Um, let's see. Of course, you got the uh, Market Deli. That's Does that right. have a new name, or is it still called the Market Deli? It's uh, the Market Grill, but Market it's, Grill. It's, it's the same folks that uh, that do the uh, Carolina Crispy Fry uh, and the Snowflake. Right. 
So uh, and they have yeah. the Rufus dog there. Yeah, so. and, and they're, it's getting better every every time, Sam. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, I told them my, you know, this time of year, January, February is kind of slow, a little slower at the market than obviously in the summertime. But it gives you a chance, especially somebody new like them doing that, um, get to work out the work out the bugs and the kinks. I guess is a is a good way to say yeah. it. But I know they got a new item. Uh, it's a crispy shrimp burger. Oh, yeah, Rufus has just been raving about that. Yeah, it looks. Uh, I have not tried it yet, but I got a picture of it right here on my desk uh, that they had posted on social media. Hold on to that picture. Hold on a second. We'll we'll do some news and come back to you. I do apologize, okay, no Sam. Problem. I'm just way behind here. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, more of the weekend gardener coming up. <laughs> I really don't know what I'm doing. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Rufus just uh, swallowed a nab hole uh, this morning. It's, uh, he's starting to cough that back up. Uh, Sam, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam uh, McKeever is with us. Uh, we've left everybody on the line uh, for way too long. I do apologize. Uh, as the Three Stooges used to say, wake up and go to sleep. Uh, Sam, uh, let's move over. To, uh, did we get everybody in the market shops? I think we covered most of it. I'll try to. We'll try to get. Oh, that's okay. I mean, Whatever. I mean, Poor William and Scott. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, of course, we were talking about the uh, market grill, and then of course uh, we got the State Farmers Market Restaurant, uh, Great Country Cooking, open up at six, close at three, um, and they give you plenty to eat. And then of course we got the North Carolina Seafood Restaurant. They open up at 11 and close at 8. Uh, great seafood, and they give you a lot to eat as well. You can uh, pick it up and carry it home. Um, let's see. We got uh, Superside. Uh, it won't, won't be long. The weather hopefully start breaking here pretty soon. And, right. A lot of people are, are thinking about their lawns, but, gosh, it's been so wet. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, so maybe in the coming weeks it'll start. the weather will start breaking, and, uh, and then, of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. soil, uh, pine straw, lime fertilizer, and things like that. Yeah, great um, organic matter that they sell right. out they there, have, too. They have a really good soil base that they sell mm-hmm. uh, that's really good for all uh, any kind of planting. Really. Yes, indeed. Uh, we see we got market imports up on the top of the hill, uh, wrought iron, teak, pottery. Uh, they have water fountains. They, they run a lot of good deals, too, this time of year uh, in the winter months. So uh, be sure to check them out as well. But... Uh, I'll let you get to those other callers, but uh, well, Sam, I, pre- I, I appreciate it. And I do apologize. Uh, we we just, uh, I, I, you know, I was paying attention, but I didn't. I wasn't looking at the right place. <laughs> We've got to consolidate some of the things here, otherwise, they get a crick in my neck. Looking around, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you or Monica next week. I guess, All my right, friend. Sounds great. Thank you, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, William, the air traffic controller. My goodness, uh, you. You hey, could have uh, <clears throat> you could have flown from here to Charlotte uh, in the time that you've been on the phone. I do apologize. No, he built a house. Oh, no. oh that's fine. I was sitting down on the pier finishing up my liver mush and eggs, and uh, just enjoying. Oh boy, we could have gone all day without knowing that liver mush. <laughs> yeah, I had some fried liver mush this morning, some eggs, and uh, a little fruit, strawberries and blueberries. <sighs> I actually got my breakfast done and uh, heard you talking about pre-emergence. We, speaking of that, we, we, that's what I was down here doing. I was putting our pre-emergence out. Is that a pre-emergent? <laughs> are, you, uh, are you at the beach? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm down in Beaufort this week. Uh, 
had to put the pre-emergence on the yard and do the yard work. You have warm season grass there. Yeah, I have the zoysia here, and, and it is completely dormant. I took a soil sample the other day, and it's dormant all the way down to the ground. It, yeah. It is completely browned out. Gosh, I bet so. <laughs> but it's it's still pretty. There's nothing, no place like the beach, the Beaufort, no. North Carolina. Mm. Supposed to be sixty uh, today, and we're going to look down and see if we can see the horses here in a little bit. Sixty, sixty today. Oh uh, wow! It was nice that? yesterday. It was fifty-five yesterday. Yeah. Where are you? Boy, are you a horseman? No, no. He's talking about uh, the wild horses there. On, oh, I thought you were into horses. Yeah. No. Well, I, I used to be Rufus when I was younger until I, I broke a leg, uh, an arm. And, That'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> that that will do it. Uh, that and eating liver mush will put you in the hospital. That's true. That's why I don't know. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> hey, can you warm up to a plate of liver mush? I cannot. Fried, I, I, fried I, or otherwise? I'm sorry, Rufus? I can't. Well, I can't believe you don't eat liver mush coming from the mountains. Well... Uh, I, don't, to hold him down, I don't eat liver. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, okay. I saw I one time Fonzie, a, a program on, with Fonzie in it, Yeah, where they carried around and scared him to death with a piece of uncooked liver. Uh-huh. And they chased Fonzie all over the place, and I've yeah. never forgotten that show. That, that's what puts you out with, with liver. Now, have you ever ate souse meat? I've done that. Now, I've, I've had souse meat, but uh, that's nothing to... That's nothing to shout about either. Well, William, we had we had really hog killings at home. Yeah, and I never yeah. I never liked that because I I wasn't into butchering animals, but that's part of the the life of living on a farm and growing up on a farm. Yeah, and we had all the things you talk about. Uh, my mother made crackling. Is it yeah crackling? Sure, I, I could get those down pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that grocery store down at uh, Dorches in Nash County near Rocky Mount and near my hometown uh, sells all that stuff fresh. So I guess you, I guess they have liver mush down there too. Well, how about that, William? It's a heck of a way to start the day. I'm down, well, I think the worst thing I ever ate. Uh, my, my grandparents did the same thing. They they killed the livestock on the farm. And right after every October, my grandmother would make uh, brains and eggs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I know people who my mother I think uh, ate all of that, you know. Yeah, she. Are no, you not into brains and eggs, William? <laughs> no, no, that ruined me. Well, <laughs> what's the difference between brains and eggs and, and liver, liver mush? mush. <laughs> uh, well, liver mush is a little, you know, it's, it's, you fry it right and you can't taste the liver in it. It's crunchy. I can hear the I can hear the uh, the buttons now. The dials click. Radios are all across the area. Click, 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> brains and man's, eggs. Man's talking about brains and eggs and liver mush. Huh? So you doing any uh, gardening other than taking soil samples? Yeah, we're doing uh, prunings. We're pruning our hollies now, uh, getting them ready for the springtime, cutting them back. And uh, the pre-emergent, we, I go on the Gerald Adams program on pre-emergent. I always call Gerald every year and say, what, what, what are you doing now? When are you putting your pre-emergent out? Right. And it's worked pretty good so far for mm-hmm. us following Gerald's plan. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good. We got Gerald to be on the twenty seventh of February. Yeah, so we'll get him. Yeah, back I, on I've there. already called him about his tomatoes when he's going to have his tomato stock ready. Oh, he's he's just he's just going crazy. It's like yeah. Frankenstein's uh, laboratory, Doctor <laughs> Frankenstein's laboratory with this this the guy. He's yeah, he's got all yeah. kinds of varieties and 
doing all kinds of stuff. Well, William, uh, God love you, man. And, and you know, I, I sent you a little thing about a guy. I don't remember where it was. It was some big metropolitan area. He was calling Berlin, in. Yeah. He was playing air traffic controller <laughs> for the airport uh, until they caught him. And I thought you would be interested in that. Uh, yeah, I was telling Rufus, they had a gentleman about 25 years back was doing it on uh, top of Roanoke Mountain for about two years. <laughs> It's hard enough to land a plane in that area. Yeah, he, he was sitting on the mountain. He'd see a plane with the binoculars holding short of the runway, and he'd clear him for takeoff. <laughs> oh, me. They called him the Phantom Controller. Uh, never got him? Never caught him? They, two, about two to three years, they finally called him. Oh, man. Phoned in on his signal and caught him up on top. He was sitting right there where the star is, right on top of the mountain. How about that? I know where that is. Well, William, you take care, buddy, and I promise next time if you call us again that I won't keep you on so long. Oh, that's fine. I enjoy listening to you guys. Well, we enjoy you calling. Thank you. Good luck, William. Take care, William. Let's go to Scott in Durham. See if he's as happy today or see if he had liver mush for breakfast. No, I did not. Scott, uh, <laughs> God love you, man. I Thank you so much for waiting. I do apologize. Uh, you know, we think after yeah. almost 50 years in this business, I'd get the technology down, Pat, but what the heck? You're, 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 you're forgiven. No problem. Okay, thank you. Uh, how can we help you? What I need today is some suggestions on planning a windbreak. I have couple lots in northern Sampson County, and we're building a house on one. And the, on the north side is um, a field, fields about over a half a mile. So we get a strong wind across both lots. Yeah. So I'm looking for some type of windbreak. So down in my county, it's a blind. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> okay. hey, uh, Paul, Paul, what would you suggest? Um. Well, it depends on how tall he wants, but um, I would go with uh, something like wax myrtle, camellia sasanqua. Now, how 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 long? A... No, no, it needs to be much larger than that. This is this is a half a mile across the field. So he needs something. He, he needs uh, something like uh, Nellie R. Stevens holly that yeah, size. Nellie R. Stevens holly would be a good one. Um, Thuja green giant probably would be would fit the bill. Um. Tall. So you want it like 30 feet oh. tall or more? Well, I've, I've got some sweet tea olives that are 30 to 35 feet tall. Unbelievable. It, it, and it, it sort of serves as a windbreak and a, a, somewhere to hide my car that I parked beside the house. Uh-huh. And sweet tea olive, and then you, you, you get that beautiful aroma, and, and I declare mine are at least 30 feet tall. Rufus, what about um, one of the smaller magnolias? Well, you know, there are some uh, hedge like, well, as I say hedge, they're full size grandiflora magnolias, evergreen magnolias. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how long it takes. None of them are going to be like the Leland cypress that grew so fast and were used for exactly what you're talking about, Scott. Uh-huh. Um, but, but they're sort of out of style now, Scott, because they they bit bagworms and they they they'll fall over if it gets real wet. I'm still having trouble with some I planted 30 years ago, so I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest a, a, a Leland cypress. Well, is the Italian cypress any better? 
Or is it about the same? No, I, I think I don't think that's. I don't think. That's well, they, gonna... they don't spread out that much. Yeah, you'd have to plant uh, the what you're talking about. You'd have to plant a hundred to get a good blind out of those. If you're talking about the one that's about no more than uh, three feet in circumference, mm-hmm. well, but it, it would make a beautiful, tall, yeah, I don't wonderful know about, plant. Uh, but I don't think you, I don't think you want to plant a hundred of them. I don't know how. I need, I need four hundred and twenty-five feet coverage. Okay. Yeah, you know the Nelly, something like the Nelly R. Stevens holly is, I mean, is going to be huge. That's but it's going to take them all. Get. Yeah, and it's it's you know the uh, the magnolia will certainly do it. None of these, as I mentioned, none of the cedars uh, are going to grow as as quickly as you probably want. Um, well, someone mentioned the green giant. Yeah, th- uh, Thuya, uh, green giant. Thuya. Yeah. What about that? Would that work? It grows about uh, two feet a year. I'll put it that way. I think, yeah, you know, a combination <clears throat> of these plants is best. No, I wouldn't plant just one thing. Um, what about um, the holly osmanthus? That might well, be another. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the just like the fragrant osmanthus, the, uh, some of the osmanthus will work. Uh, I don't know. That holly osmanthus is a is. Is a pretty slow grower in 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 my garden, Paul. Is the the only trouble I would have with that one. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know about the the uh, eastern red cedar. I don't know how how quickly that's gonna. But gonna you can't grow. go wrong with the uh, Martha Custis. Yeah, the arborvitae, uh, the Thuya, the uh, green giant arborvitae, is. Uh, is what you were talking about, and that that along with an L.A.R. Stevens holly, there are some other hollies that would work. But I, I when I call it Martha Washington, L.A.R. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, well, the key is going to be having something that has foliage all the way down to the ground. Yeah. Um, if you're wanting True. a good windbreak, and of course True. broadleaf evergreen. Um, but uh, the the plant toolbox the. NC Plant Toolbox is, is a great place to do a search, and um, you can you can find some good options there. Um, but I do like Mike's suggestion of you know not putting all your eggs in one basket, and and maybe doing you know groups of three, like like pick three different plants, and then plant them in groups of three, um, and you know maybe have a landscape designer help you. Arrange that and and do the, help help you with the plant selection so it looks good. Um, but you know it's tough when you plant all one plant down a long row and then one of them dies <laughs> or three of them die or whatever. Yeah, and I think most of the ones we've mentioned uh, are uh, are pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Certainly the. Um, well, I certainly appreciate the help. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, you know, it's really it's really sad that uh, the Leland Cypress that had that had a lot of promise, but it's mm-hmm. too bad that it didn't work because it it was perfect for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think the, the the few that we gave you will will certainly work. But then it's not going to be an immediate thing unless you unless you buy some some really big ones, and that would uh, cost a fortune, I'm sure. It, it would because and need quite a few. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. a lot of lot of acreage. 
Well, just remember you're gonna you're gonna plant them pretty far apart at first. It's it's gonna look pretty sparse when you first plant them if you use the right spacing. Um, mm -hmm. But if you plant them too close together, <coughs> you'll have problems later on. And, and that's what I did with my Leland cypress. I yeah. I planted them. I, I couldn't wait. I was impatient. And you good gardeners are are not impatient. That's right. That's why you ate that nab too fast that's just right. a few yeah, minutes ago. You were impatient. Choked. <laughs> Scott, does that help any at all? Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. I appreciate you very much. Well, you're a, you're a good man. You take care, and thank you so much for calling. I promise you won't have to wait so long next time. Okay, no problem. All Thanks right, buddy. Bye-bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Uh, Bobby will be with us next on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. It's 948. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Let's see, 9.53 WPTF time, 919-860-9783. I was looking, uh, hollies, in addition to the Nellie R. Stevens holly, there's an oak leaf holly and an Emily Bruner, Emily Bruner holly. That, one that is also recommended. This is on the Chatham yeah. County Extension site. Uh, so, you know, the hollies are, are, and the arborvitaes are certainly uh, something that, that you can use for uh, if you want a tall plant. The magnolias, I like that idea. Paul, as you know, on Western Boulevard, there's a long row of them uh, that have been there for many, many years. Um bordering NC State's property. I'm sure they planted them over at <clears throat> the baseball stadium at Carolina. There are a bunch of them, too, that they use. So that's, uh, you know, a And they sure, a the sure grow to the ground, like Paul suggested, mm -hmm. on a holly tree. Uh, on a magnolia. The ma yeah. magnolia, I'm sorry. And a yeah. holly, too, but a magnolia especially because you want to try to keep those leaves that drop constantly in, you know, inside uh, the, the the bottom area of that enclosed is otherwise if you if you cut it up if you plant the tree expecting to see through it it's not going to happen no. so people plant the trees sometimes these magnolias evergreen grandiflora magnolias and they they expect they say well we can't see through it so we'll, let's cut up the bottom some take some limbs off and then they spend the rest of their lives trying to get up these these huge leaves it's not <laughs> It's not e they're not easy to rake, particularly. And, uh, well, so. I cut the bottom off of mine to keep it from rooting. <laughs> if if if, if uh, yeah, they will do that. your limb touches the ground for any amount of time, it's going to shoot up a big stalk. And I have I have uh, lots of babies I've dug out of the sawed off the limb. Well, you ought to set you up a little stand out yeah, front, can, and you could sell those and some of the others along with uh, hellebore. And, yeah. <laughs> It's really something you ought to think about in retirement, Rufus. Yeah, maybe I can talk to the boys out at the farmer's market. You could get you a, uh, a booth out there. <laughs> you sure as heck could. That I'm not I'm not selling liver mush. You know, I bet you Johnny Coley would like liver mush. You think he would, uh, Paul? <laughs> I will. I will he's on next week. Time. I'll ask him if he – I'll try to remember to ask him if he likes well, liver there's, mush. there's a good chance he's listening, so maybe oh. he can call in or text one of us. Yeah. We'd, oh, but I did think of another one. Uh, Japanese cryptomeria might be another possibility. Yeah, that's kind of in the same realm as the Arborvitae. So mm -hmm. kind of yeah, yeah. Not the same family, but 
They're very similar-looking plants. Did you have somebody on named Bobby? I have Bobby on right now. Bobby, good morning. Good morning, Pete. Bobby A. here. Oh, I, uh, Bobby from Andrew. I was wondering what well. happened to you, Bobby. You, you, uh, we didn't know if you'd gone back to New Jersey. <laughs> no, man. Let me tell you something. I love your show. You're one of my favorite peeps over here. WPTF, the weekend garden. Every weekend I listen to you guys. Hey, is your wife? Your wife is Southern. Is she uh, fed you any liver mush? Fried liver mush? Oh, I don't think I've had that before. Oh, <laughs> give it a try. <laughs> I, think, I think I'll pass on that. Yeah, I think I'll, <laughs> I think I'll pass. I, I don't want to make anybody mad. The uh, the liver mush well, council or something. You guys, uh, you know, with this COVID thing going on this year, uh, gardening is a really a good thing where you can be away from everybody and have your own thing. You know, that's right. It is, I, and it is. It's always been popular a popular hobby, but this year it's just gone crazy. The garden centers have been able to uh, stay open and. Uh, serve the public and and uh, make some money and thank goodness for that. Yes, exactly. And this is my time of year right now for gardening. Everybody's probably thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, but you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, like I would never, uh, never think that, Bobby. But you, you, you're used to uh, you know deep snow in New Jersey, so. So it's probably nice. This probably is really good weather for you to get out and garden. Do you know they got 32 and a half inches at my brother's place this past week? Where where in New Jersey do your, do your brother use your brother? He's up there right on the Pinckney line by the, uh, what is that, the Delaware River? Oh, yeah. Near Trenton. I think it's Allentown, Pennsylvania. Right yeah, there. okay, sure. Gosh, oh, 31 they inches. Hammered. They got hammered now. Yeah, and I think it's going to get really cold this weekend, oh, too. Yeah. Well, we're getting some of that wind down here now. You yeah. Know? I think we got a cold front coming in tonight. <clears throat> so what Which what kind of gardening are you doing right now, Bobby, uh, well, I, in Anger? What I'm doing in Anger right now, which I've done since I'm a little squirt, let me tell you a story. All right, we got about a minute before news. Okay, well, I used to uh, hang out. When I was about five years old, Mr. Rakowski, he used to always be a big saltwater fisherman, my next-door neighbor, real old fella. And we used to go out and catch ling and whiting and cod. And uh, after we got done filleting all the fish, we had the carcasses left over. So now is the time to get your soil ready for the spring. So I'm a big crappy fisherman. And uh, when I go out and get my fillets, I got to do something with all the weight. So I'm getting, I'm digging this into my soil now, letting it decompose. That way, when the spring comes, my lime is on there, and I get these big, huge tomatoes. You remember the tomatoes? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. man, good, there's some good there's idea. Some, some good theory behind <laughs> that. I'm talking about. Hey, Bobby, you want do you want to hang on through the news? I can hang on for the news. All right. Well, we'll be back with Bobby and your calls coming up on the weekend gardener. 